Welcome to the Writer's Block Party Podcast with your hosts Meredith Bond and Prue Warren, where they discuss every aspect of a writer's life, from the craft of writing and editing, through publishing and marketing, and finally into building a global publishing empire. Here is Mary and Prue. Hi, and welcome to the Writer's Block Party podcast. I am Meredith Bond with my co-host. I'm Prue Warren. And today is our 19th episode. God. We are recording this on December 30th, the day before New Year's Eve. Thank you. Do you have wonderful New Year's Eve plans, Prue? the same as the rest of 2020. <laughs> I'm home. My, yeah. my 22-year-old son will be downstairs slaughtering zombies because uh, he's a gamer. And I'll be sitting upstairs. Uh, I think I'll probably work on a jigsaw puzzle. And admit that I may be asleep. So it's not very zippy. Not very zippy, but I'm happy to see the end of 2020. Oh, so am I. I can't tell you. I've been writing blogs about the end of 2020 and reading so many blogs about the end of 2020. So by the time you are listening to this, dear listener, you will have already been probably two weeks into this wonderful new year that we are all anticipating with so many hopes. (laughs) So hopes, so many hopes. It's a it's an unbroken field of snow, no footprints in it yet at all. We can make it what we want. Yes. And one thing that will make it fantastic. What? Is, Tell me. Is new books. New, books. new wonderful books. New books. It's an exciting, it's an exciting moment. My book, as this is being podcast is being released, my book is two days away from from becoming live, becoming real. I will be able to say I am an author. Thank God for self-publishing. <laughs> <laughs> Any schmo on the street can do this, although it's not quite as easy as it looks, but that's all right. And because I am just at the crest, I'm almost there. Now that I've got it, how do I get people to read it? Right, exactly. How do you get people to read it? I mean, first of all, you're going to get people to read it because it's got a catchy title. It's got a fantastic cover. Yes, it does. It really does. So already you have, you have solved, you know, you've done the two main marketing things, which is to, to catch people's attention. Um, But you still need to get, not only get people to read it, but you need to find out what they think about it and have them post that someplace where others can see it so that they say, oh, my God, this sounds fantastic when they read your wonderful description. And then, as everyone does, they're going to scroll down to the reviews and see what other people thought before they actually make that purchase. Yeah, yeah. that's the difference that's been happening in the self-publishing world, that any schmo can be self-published. But the problem is, if you don't have a big publisher behind you to put your book in Walmart 
And who puts books in grocery stores? Is that also big publishers? Do big yeah. publishers say, I'm going for Safeway, I'm going for Giant? You're nodding. Yes, they do. Yeah. Um, I don't have that. I don't have an automatic distributor built in. I have to do it myself. And therefore, word of mouth or word of review is really critical for me. Yeah, you make an excellent but I don't, point. Yeah. Um, it yeah. used to be that the gatekeepers to publication were agents and publishers. Right. They the use... Gate. Yeah. That's Standing there like genies <laughs> with great big chests going, no, thou shalt not pass. Precisely. Pass, I pass. Now what do I do? Well, now, today, when we are not so reliant on these publishers and the publishers and themselves are not doing very well, um, business-wise, <laughs> take that, publishers, um, it's who are the gatekeepers now? And the gatekeepers now are the readers. Which is cool. It I mean, is, that's very, it's very democratic. Yes. However, if there are... I think the last time I looked at Amazon, I was number, like the, the number of books in the Kindle universe, uh, we're in many, many, many digits. So how does the reader find me? Right. Um, well, the reader finds you through your marketing, but how do they know that this is the book for them is through these reviews, right? Reviews, Yes. Now, how do you find these reviews besides the, of course, number one way, which is your own newsletter list, which you are doing a smashing job Thank at, you. at building? Thank you. Thank you. I'm working on it. Yeah. And, it, and it's, it's paying off, isn't it? I, I guess I won't know until, until the book goes live. I don't know if it's, I don't know. <laughs> no idea you know i did the uh i did a advent calendar story and uh ran ads on facebook to get people to do it and i ended up with about 250 people on my newsletter list which is fantastic thank you 60 or 70 of them read the story right so there are 180 people who were interested enough to sign up but they never even opened the email so what I'm thinking is I have 60 or 70 people who actually read my emails, which is much better than zero. I mean, it's a thrilling amount, but how do you get them to write a review? Right. Okay. So first of all, you have to, of course, send out, you have to email them about a month, which is now, or actually a couple of weeks ago, um, before your book comes out. And say, who wants to read this for free oh. in exchange for a review? That's smart. Of course. So you offer the book for free. It's called an advanced reader copy or an ARC, A-R-C. Mm -hmm. um, and you say, please read this. You've got a month to do it. Well, and in this case, they'll have two weeks. Okay. Um, am I still Okay. Well, hopefully we'll see. Okay. I mean, I, of course, of course. Wait a minute, Meredith. Wait a minute, Meredith. <laughs> wait a minute. Here's what's occurred to me. Yes. 
The book goes live on January 12th. The book is Sin and the Peanut Butter Cup, available now on Amazon and Kobo, hopefully at Apple when they get off their butts and verify me. Mm -hmm. Uh, I, for me, January 12th is a big day, right? But for the world, it doesn't really matter if I get 15 reviews on January 12th or if I get 15 reviews by January 30th or 15 reviews by February 30th. I mean, the timing... Is it false timing or real timing? If I go live with a book that already has 15 reviews, does that do something? Or am I just trying to build momentum? Um, yes, you want the reviews as quickly as possible after your publication date. So technically, nobody can leave a review for your book until it's published. So even though it's up for pre-order on Amazon, nobody can leave a review until it's published, until the 12th. What you want, ideally, is for your advanced readers to publish their reviews that morning because you're going to have a big marketing push on the 12th. Oh, shit. I am? Aren't you? <laughs> You've got a marketing person who you hired. They should be doing that. Yes, and I just paid her another chunk of cash. So I'm assuming I'll have a big marketing push. Okay, don't assume. Double check. Yeah, I'll double check. I'll find out. You should have a big marketing push right on the 12th. Is that that's a that's a big ad by Facebook, Google ads, stuff like that? Exactly. I don't have to have a marching band in New York City or anything. I mean, what do I that's what you're talking about is I'm talking about Facebook, Facebook ads and um, getting on as many blogs as possible and um, getting on as many Facebook groups as possible and whatever your marketing guru can think of. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, you're good at this. Um, and we've wandered far from how do you get a, a critique, but I'm grateful to you anyway. Okay. Uh, so, but, but, but let's go back to that question of timing. Mm -hmm. If I get 15 reviews posted on January 12th, um, um, does Google, is Amazon watching? Who cares? Who cares? I mean, I know they're watching, but is it is it if you get one review every day for 15 days, is that less impactful than 15 reviews in one day? I think so. But it's also because you are going to have a lot of eyeballs moving on to that sales page, checking out that sales page because of your marketing. So a lot of people are going to see your ads and they're going to click through to the Amazon sales page. And what they're going to want and to see when what? they get there, they're going to want to see what other people said. Is there a reason why I would do uh, my ad push on the 12th? Why don't I release on the 12th? Let everybody who's read the book write a review over 24 hours and then do an ad push on the 13th. You could absolutely do that. It's called a soft release. A soft release. Oh, a soft release. Um, and you could even make it the 15th. It doesn't even have to be, you know, 24 hours. It could be whatever date you choose soon See, thereafter. I, mm -hmm. And um, now let me, let me distract you once again from how you get people to write uh, uh, reviews because I have another question for you. Now that the book is uh, available in paperback, right? Amazon finally agreed that I am ready. Mm -hmm. uh, I have the paperback. 
And so it's actually live now because they won't let you delay. So if people write a review about the paperback, wait a minute. If I send people an advanced reader copy, if I send them an ARC, uh, will Google let them write a review of the paperback, even though they haven't bought the paperback yet? You mean Amazon? Yeah, Um, I do. Right. I think so, because you don't have to actually have purchased something to review it. So I could say to anybody who's read it, write your review now and put it on my Amazon, put it on the page. Yes, you could. People can review the paperback version. And then when the ebook is released, um, the two versions uh, will, will combine, hopefully pretty quickly. We don't know how fast, though. It might be 24 to 48 hours before the two, two are combined onto one sales page. So it really would make sense to do a soft release. Yeah, it really, it, the easiest way is to do it as a soft release, have your reviewers post their reviews, and then do your big marketing push a couple days later. Okay, I could even tell Amazon I'm releasing the book on January 11th. Yeah, and then January 12th could still be the day. Because I believe my marketing person helped me choose January 12th because it was it's a Tuesday, I think. Yeah. And the value of a Tuesday is people are kind of bored at work by then and are, are more interested in distraction. The 12th is, in fact, a Tuesday. Yeah. Um, so I like the idea of doing it on, of releasing on a Tuesday because I think you can make a little more, I mean, I'm a very small pebble thrown into a very big ocean. I need to maximize my my splash. And I think a Tuesday is better than like a Saturday or something. Mm-hmm. So a soft release. I'm going to talk to, I'm going to talk to um, Elwood's promotions about a soft release. Cause I think that's a really good idea. Yeah. Okay. All right. Okay. So <laughs> you have. Are you going to plan for what we were going to talk about today? And now I've derailed you as usual. It's okay. <laughs> um, okay. So you have, you are emailing your newsletter list saying email me if you want a copy an advanced copy for review we send it out after we finish recording this so give them every moment they have if you will yeah if you'll write a review yeah yes when they say yeah me 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 yes i want it what happens if nobody wants it i'll be so sad oh no 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 people are definitely going to want it okay definitely and then I upload it to BookFunnel. Yeah. Upload it to BookFunnel. Yes. Mm -hmm. And you send it to them through BookFunnel. In BookFunnel, you can write uh, the email that goes with the book. When you you do that, please remind your advanced readers that they have to say in their review that they received the book free in exchange for a review except that there is particular wording that has to be said with that. And I will look it up and I'll put it in the show notes because you cannot buy reviews. Amazon mixes that one, baby. Okay. And so there has to be specific wording that says I got this for in order to review it. But it, it can't be any sort of, hint that you are paying these people for their reviews because you're not you're giving them a free book for their review okay i'll look up the specific wording okay good thank you 
Okay. So that's your number one place where you get reviews is from your newsletter people. Okay. Your newsletter list. Because those are people who are already predisposed. Pre, what's that? Predisposed. 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 Thank you. <laughs> to like you and your work. Okay. Brilliant. Okay. Brilliant. Okay. Other places to get reviews. There are okay. many, many. Um, I have up and chosen four places um, that I have used and that are really good places to get reviews. Um, one is called is Story Origin, which I think we've talked about before. We have talked about it before. Right. Storyorigin.com, I believe, yeah? Um, storyoriginapp.com. Oh, I'm just, I I have it open in my browser. Okay. So it's story origin app. I'll put in a link to the show notes. Okay. Um, And at story origin, readers can sign up to review books and they, they can choose what books they want to read. They'll see the cover, they'll read the description, and then they apply to be an advanced reader for you, and you have to accept them. And you can look and see how many reviews they have written and um, whether they have received books and not written reviews, because a lot of people tend to do that. They'll get a book for free and then not write a review. Then you don't write, then they don't tell up their end of the unspoken bargain. Exactly. Or the spoken bargain. The spoken bargain. Exactly. Beautiful. Okay. Story origin. Does it cost anything to put my book in story origin? Uh, It will. um, Right now, it doesn't. But because it's it's still technically in beta. um, But it will at some point cost money. All right. I'm, I'm happy to get in on this now. Yeah. Okay, good. Um, also, there is a website called Booksprout. I've heard of Booksprout. And it's the same thing, where readers can log in and look around for a book that interests them and then sign up to get a free copy and write a review. These are, outstanding op- these are outstanding opportunities for me. I can't believe these are just sitting here waiting. Yeah. And if I, go to, if I go to Story Origin or Booksprout, can I say to these people, will you post a review, please, on January 12th? Yes. Uh, yes. You you put in the publication date. And so they know by which time they should post their review. Ah, that's outstanding. Okay. I'm sorry. I interrupted you again. Yeah. No, that's fine. Um, so those are two really good places. Um, another place that is also very good, another website that is also very good, is called Voracious Readers Only. <laughs> good name <laughs> yes and they are very particular about their readers you have to if you download a book for free you have to write a review and so I get an email every single day at least one email every single day from voracious readers because I signed up to be a reviewer um, I I I think I've only downloaded like one book, but I get their emails all the time. 
Um, and so you, they send out emails uh, with Booksprout and Story Origin. The reader has to go to that website and look around for books. With voracious readers, they email you as a reader and say, we have all of these books and genres that you've told us you're interested in. Click here to download it and write a review. This is this is really I'm I'm fascinated because now I have a book I want to get reviews, but I'm also fascinated because what a great way this would be as just as a reader to get your hands on all kinds of stuff. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. All it costs is you to write a review. And right. you get so many free books. This is a neat, that's a neat okay. So we got storyoriginapp.com, we've got Booksprout. We've got voracious readers only. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay, I'm going to do, I've got a lot of work to do today. Clearly, I've got a lot of work to do today. So those three are free. Okay. Oh, oh, there's more. I have one more that is not free. Okay. Um, it's called readingdeals.com. Okay. I'm writing it down. Of course, I'll put this in our show notes. Show notes. Um, this one costs money, but you are guaranteed reviews, guaranteed. And I'm assuming other three, I might not attract anybody. Okay. I'm guaranteed reviews. Well, that's appealing. Mm -hmm. All right. For $79, they guarantee 10 to 15 Amazon reviews and they'll tweet out your book, tweet out your your book, you know, advertise your book for you to their followers. For $129, you get 10 to 15 Amazon reviews and featured placement in their newsletter and tweets and Facebook promotions and so on. Have you, um, have you ever done it? I did once and I don't remember. I mean, I think $79 is a lot of money. And it's 129, even more so, obviously. Um, so, and I'm if I can get reviews for free, I'll do that. It makes that makes sense to me. But I am not. I mean, my books, my books. This book is priced as low as I can price it. My hope is that I'm not going to make money off this first book. It's going to take a little while until I have a second and a third book that I can slowly start to raise the prices because I've proved to people that I'm a good writer. But at, this is a time of investment. I'm an absolutely brand new writer. So, I mean, that sounds interesting. Do you believe, I know, you can't answer this question, but give me your sense. Story Origin, Book Sprout, Voracious Readers Only, those are all free sites. Uh, and, and just really roughly, in the next two or three weeks, can I get a review out of them? Can I get two reviews? How do you, how do you, what's the likelihood that I can attract a reader at that point? Yeah, I have absolutely no idea. I would hope that you could get a couple of readers from that, at least a couple. So that's very interesting. I would and as, as I have said before, I, I'm going to, uh, let's, let's pretend I'm taking one for the team so that so that all the other listeners, so our listener will understand what's worth spending money on and what's not. Because the idea of guaranteed reviews, 
I mean, you know, I'm kind of greedy for reviews at this point. I think reviews will be very helpful to me. <laughs> There's so many, this is a horrible thing to say, but because any idiot can self-publish, the bar is low in my world, right? You don't have to be a very good writer in order to publish a book. And therefore, readers have become jaded into thinking that if it's self-published, it must not be good. They don't know the difference between there and there and there. So a good review would really boost me. Yes. All right. I'm thinking, I'm thinking about that. Now, um, Tracy Garner, president of the Washington Romance Writers, recently posted that she was joining a co-op dealing with a book review site. Did you happen to see that? Because I don't remember. I wondered. It was like. It was NetGalley. It was NetGalley. Good for you. What do you think of NetGalley? NetGalley um, can be wonderful. A lot of people really like it. A lot of pirates also really like it. Oh. <laughs> All right. I, when I have had, I have put my book on NetGalley like two or three times, two or three different books. And I have been 100% pirated each time. No kidding. I mean, I also got reviews. Um, I got some really crappy reviews and I got some okay reviews, but I also got pirated. How do you know when you've been pirated? Um, there are a lot of ways to find to know whether you've been pirated. There are um, websites, one's called Muse, and I don't remember the names of other ones. There used to be one owned by Google, which has had some funny dealings recently, kind of went out of business, but not really. It, it was weird. Um, and so they will, they'll do a search for your name. So they'll find out whether your books are pirated. I also just generally have a Google search out for my name. You know, anytime my name is is mentioned on the interwebs, um, I get I get a daily yeah. email from Google saying. So when you realize you were pirated, suddenly you were showing up on a site that you're not selling on. Exactly. Yeah. No kidding. I um, abhor the concept of piracy, but wouldn't that be wild if someone stole your work and was selling it someplace else? Because everybody liked it so much. Huh? Oh, it's not that they sell it. They give it away. Oh, they did. Why? What is the value to them of giving away my book? Um, Are they selling I, ads on their space or yeah, something? I'm sure that they do. I'm sure that they do. Then, and also, a lot of times when you download those free books from pirate sites, you're also downloading viruses. And oh, so, see, that would be bad. I do not want to be the source of a virus. All right. right. All right. Now I care. Okay. So I'm going to pause on NetGalley. Anyway, Tracy said that she was joining a co-op. And if they got enough people, it would only be $160 or $170 per person, which seemed like a lot to me. Yeah, it is. Considering that my book sells for $2.99 and $7.99. <laughs> and my royalties off of that are about $0.20. Cents. Right. So, okay. Um, there are places, of course, where you can actually, you can pay real money for reviews, like Kirkus. Um, I think the American Library Association, the ALA, has, they do reviews, but I think also you have to pay for them. 
and um, Publishers Weekly Book Life does reviews, but they only accept some books, not all books. Um, I don't know. I don't think you have to pay for them, but I'm not entirely sure. Um, Turkish reviews cost $400, and most people agree that they are totally not worth it. Really? Yeah. And then now that if I, I was unaware that a Kirkus review cost money, I just thought it was, you know, like any other review, yeah. um, uh, not worth it in that not enough people read Kirkus and believe the reviews are valuable. So you're not going to get $400 worth of book sales out of it. Exactly. And even if, you know, you, when you can post, post your Kirkus review on your Amazon sales page through your, um, publisher's uh, website through the the author portal. Because um, like I said, by the publisher's website, that's so, me. Yeah, no, sorry. Um, the Amazon author website. The author page? Yeah. The author page. Yeah, your author page. So yeah, you can, you can post whatever reviews you receive on your author page the sales page through the Amazon author. I see. I see. I see. So if I get a good review someplace else, I can make sure it shows up on Amazon by putting it on my author page. If I put it on my author page, will it show up on the book page? Yes. It shows up on the sales page. On the sales page. Yeah. 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 Um, And so you can go into Amazon author central and put up, specific you know reviews that say if you paid the four hundred dollars for that Kirkus review you can post it there okay. you can post it on your sales page through amazon author central um and so people you know that shows up above the ordinary reviews mm-hmm. on the sales page and so people will will see that, that through. yeah first and so um, well, the only value of that I can see is that if they gave you a bad review, you could opt not to put it on your Amazon page, and therefore you can control it. Whereas all these other reviews might write in and say, "Sucks the big wazoo doesn't know the difference between there, there, and there." Exactly, and there's nothing you can do about that. Right, right, and huh. people have had problems with reviews where people post reviews on the wrong book. And, and give you a, a no stars or, or one star saying that this book was awful and it's a different book that they're talking about. And there's nothing you can do. That, that review will be on your sales page forever. Even Amazon, you can't petition Amazon to... You can petition them and, and they'll Love say, it? no. no. <laughs> All right. All right. Well, okay. I'll cross that bridge when I come to it. Although you're allowed to say author comment, can't the author reply? Or is it like Yelp? You can say, "Sorry, you had such a bad time at my B and B." But but Amazon, do they let you review? I know what you told me before. Don't read them. Don't. Well, you can read them, but do not reply to them. Don't respond. Do not. Respond. Don't rise to the bait. I rise to the bait all the time. Do not. I'm chronic bait riser. Okay. All right. Well, these are look. You've given us look. Okay. Newsletter list, storyoriginapp.com, Booksprout, Voracious Readers Only, ReadingDeals.com, NetGalley, which we're not liking so much, and the paid reviews. 
And just because uh, we've gone from the sublime to the ridiculous, number eight on the list would be a review in the New York Times review of books, right? (laughs) Or the Washington Post. Because they focus on romance because they understand just how popular romance is. Well, for the Washington Post, Sarah McLean used to write their romance reviews. Every few months, she would write a, a full article focusing on three or four romance novels. She doesn't do it anymore. No, I don't think she does. So there's no hope of, of waving flags in her direction going, love me, love me. Yeah. All right. It's such a shame. It's such a <laughs> No, because she was wonderful and she really, she was honest and she knows the genre. She writes in it. She's a fantastic writer. And so her reviews were really, really good. And she could, you know, totally make somebody's career. Wow. Not anymore, darling. No, I don't think so. <sighs> All right. Yeah. Um, I have so much work I need to do like right after we finish this podcast that I don't want to talk anymore. Okay. <laughs> you've given, you've given me my walking orders, my walking papers. I'm ready. I know my path. Um, next week we were going to review no. goal, motivation and conflict. Not review it. We're going to talk about it. Talk about it. We're going to get into it. We're going to discuss because GMC is one of those things that now that I'm in the romance industry, that's one of the words, one of the abbreviations that gets batted around. It's like H-E-A, happily ever after. If you don't know what it is, you're not going to understand the conversation. Yep. So H-E-A and GMC, goal, motivation, and conflict, critical for any romance author to understand and probably for any fiction writer to understand. Don't you think there's probably goes beyond romance? Absolutely, 100%. You cannot write a novel without considering your character's GMC. Next week, we're going to get into it. We are going to get get down down and dirty. Get down and dirty with the GMC. Yes. All right. Thank you, Meredith, as always. I'll talk to you next week. That's it. For the Writer's Block Party this week, we don't want you getting so drunk on knowledge that you can't drive your laptop safely. But next week we'll be here before you know it, so check out the website at thewritersblockpartypodcast.com. One word. That's where you can find our archive of past podcasts and a place where you can get in touch with Mary and Prue or ask questions for the next podcast. Write with joy, friends, and see you next week. Mm